Do you ever look back on your social media and think, man, have I changed for the better? Well, it is Flashback Friday on the podcast today. And in today's episode, we take that flashback into the hashtag vintage series back to 2018. I was just recording fun conversations with people that I wanted to get to know. And in today's episode, our special guest is Melissa Sobbers, and she was one of those people. We had actually met on social media, and I loved what she was doing with being sober and what she was doing with entrepreneurship. We immediately hit it off, and even a year after this episode originally aired, she asked me to be on her panel at the Global Entrepreneurship Week as part of Sober Business Owners, and what does that look like? So stay tuned to hear how Melissa is fired up about sharing her inspiring story about what is sober curious. This podcast is a proud partner of the Lima Charlie Network and Heroes Media Group and sponsored by Sparks of Fire International, where we get you fired up about your life and business. Yo, what's up, everyone? This is Joe Bogdan from the Llama Leadership Team and co-host of the Llama Lounge Podcast. And I wanted to share with you this amazing opportunity to become a published author and become a fire starter. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Well, it did to me. And joining the Firestarters Book Project was an amazingly easy and fun way to get my feet wet in the published author space. Shay and Christine made it so easy to navigate through the publishing realm and gave me the blessed opportunity to share my story with the world, and they would love to do the same for you. They are seeking aspiring authors like you to collaborate with them, and the best part is that they are going to do all of the hard work for you. All you have to do is commit to the process. You have nothing to lose and so much to gain. So join the team by visiting firestartersbookproject.com and tell them Joe sent you. It will change your life for the better, I promise. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. Today, our guest is Melissa Sobers. How are you doing today, Melissa? Good. Thank you for having me. Melissa describes herself as a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Everything she focuses on is with an underlying goal to be part of curing the loneliness epidemic and creating community. Community is at the heart of Melissa's life mission. She's been building communities for years in multiple capacities. Currently, she's the founder and chief connector of Cowork Waldo and co-founder and president of the Coworking Alliance. Since becoming sober, Melissa has been building communities for women in Kansas City who are also sober or sober curious. She believes in living out loud and proud of her choice to be authentically alcohol-free. She wants to change the narrative around alcohol. Instead of glamorizing, normalizing, or stigmatizing alcohol and abuse, she wants to empowerize. Yes, that's her new word, empowerize to the choice to live without alcohol. When not connecting um, with people, Melissa is a mom, nonstop idea generator, leader, activist, volunteer, friend, and yogi. So welcome to the podcast, Melissa. Thank you. So first of all, what does investing in people mean to you? So for me, investing in people is, uh, you know, just being there for when they need you. 
in whatever capacity that is. Being an entrepreneur for the past 20 years, a lot of the time that I spend with people is helping them, you know, determine if they have an idea that is worth pursuing for a new business, maybe a new path in their life. So a lot of times people come to me and they want to have coffee. Like my favorite thing to do is have coffee with people and talk about their ideas or talk about their business or talk about, you know, something that they're struggling with or something that's going well. Um, and really I, I call myself the chief connector, you know, of co-work Waldo, because that to me is part of my life purpose is to connect people with each other. So, you know, whether that be a business thing or a personal thing as people, as I interact with people, most of the time I'm like, oh, you need to meet so-and-so or, oh, you should go have coffee with them, you know, or let's, you know, get you connected with, you know, this other person or this business or this resource or whatever, because that I kind of connect the dots and connect the people. And that's really kind of what drives me. I love that. I'm kind of a connector too. So I'm, I'm, I can definitely uh, understand how having coffee with people and just listening is, is really about investing in who they are and what is it that you need. Yeah. So that's what it's about is just having a conversation and going, okay, so how can I help them? Yeah. And, and you know, a lot of times, and I never go about it like, oh, I'm going to meet them. They're going to help me as well. Sometimes that happens, you know, because this is, it is a small world. And, you know, as we're going about, you know, having a conversation, then you find out that they happen to know somebody that maybe I need for something that I'm working on. And it just kind of comes full circle, but it really, it just, uh, you know, it really just lights me up to be able to help other people in that way. That's fantastic. It's almost when it comes full circle, it's like synergy. Oh, we were supposed to meet. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. That happens all the time. Or I was supposed to meet somebody so then that I could connect them to the next person. It's, it, yeah, it just, yeah, it just keeps happening <laughs> over and over and over again. And then it just really drives home the fact that that that's part of who I am and what I should be doing. I'm right there with you. I will sometimes gather information and think, oh, this is great information. And then I'll meet somebody immediately that says, oh, they need information on this particular topic that I just got information from. And I'm the conductor between the two. So yeah, I, yeah. I'm right there with you too. So how do you personally, and also how does your business invest in people? Yeah. So in 2012, I was working from home running a marketing company and that was great. Except where I was getting lonely, <laughs> I was getting depressed. My creativity was waning. And when you are running a marketing company, you kind of need all of those creative sparks. <laughs> and so I had heard about co-working, but I didn't you know, there were only two or three places in Kansas City in 2012. So I thought I would create a co-working space. At first, it was like just so I can get out of the house and, and be around other people. And then what I very quickly understood was the power of co-working and connecting other people and getting them, you know, in the same space. Co-working is not about renting desks or offices or meeting rooms for that matter. It is about the people who are in the spaces. And there's just a wide range of people who can work from a co-working space. What I find out is, you know, there's always somebody that can connect to another person, you know, whether that's personally or professionally. And so um, that's part of what I do with my co-working space and my co-working 
you know, business and, and focus. And then um, as I started to become alcohol free, what I found was once I started sharing my story, then other people could relate to it. And, you know, they had questions or they wanted, you know, one of the things about drinking is we think that it connects us to other people, but actually it disconnects us. And this was something that I had to learn once I thought, okay, I want to stop drinking. And I felt really like something was really super wrong in my life, but I couldn't really put, put my finger on it. And when I started to really uncover everything, it was like I was disconnected. You know, it was kind of creating this block for me. And then I wasn't able to really feel and, and you know, really absorb everything that was going on. So once I removed alcohol, then I felt those connections again. And so when I start to talk to people who are questioning whether they should drink or not, what I'm finding is that's something that they've lost as well as that connection. And so that's one way I'm trying to really invest in other people is to help them get that connection back. I love that. So basically you had to invest in yourself first. Yeah. In order to be able to invest in others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, you know, I'm one of those people that has read all the, you know, self-help books and gone to certain seminars and I, you know, I'm a constant learner and that's just part of who I am. But you just like when you so there are different points in your life when you're dealing with life and stress. And so you, you don't realize it at the time, but you might be. Um, using unhealthy coping mechanisms and you know nobody teaches us coping coping tools you know nobody teaches us coping tools you know we don't go to school and they don't have a coping skills class right 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 <laughs> and so we all just learn we all just do the best we can with what we have been given and, and the life experiences that we have so even though I you know had been doing that all my life. There was a point where the stress outweighed everything that I had learned and I kind of just forgot everything, you know? And once I decided to examine my relationship with alcohol, then I really started to unpeel that, that onion and go, Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe I could journal instead of ruminating every conversation in my head. You know, maybe I could go for a walk and get some sunshine and some fresh air instead of, you know, binging on TV or, you know, whatever the case may be. So I just started to replace some of the unhealthy coping mechanisms with some healthy ones. And then when I'm getting stressed out now, I grab for those, you know, I grab for a you know, hot cup of tea, you know, instead of a glass of wine, you know, so I, it's just one of those things that, then I hope then that I'm modeling that and that, you know, can help other people. I love that. So you're basically allowing yourself to process whatever it is you're feeling instead of trying to mask it with the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't really realize, I mean, alcohol is sold to us as this end all cure all, you know, drink it to have fun and be funny and have a great life. But really what it does is it numbs you out. Mm -hmm. You know, that first glass might be like, Oh, yay. And then the second or the third, it's like, Oh no, you know, <laughs> and it's a depressant and it's a drug. And you just, we just forget about that because that, those are not the messages we hear out there, the, the marketing messages from big alcohol and from everywhere are, you know, you need to have alcohol to have a great life. But what I found personally is actually you don't, you don't need alcohol to have a great life. Actually, if you take it out, 
then you can have the best life that you were meant to have. Okay. So you've already given us some really great experience, but I want something really specific of an obstacle that you faced that made you understand investing in people is something that you wanted to do. So when I was working from home, you know, running my marketing company, and I was drinking at the time as well, because I've actually been drinking my whole entire life. That just was the way it was, right? I noticed that I was disconnected. I kind of keep going back to that disconnection thing. And so I think for me, that was a time in my life, kind of a really low time in my life where I was dealing with a lot of personal stress and I was depressed, you know, I was disconnected, you know, like I said, my creativity was waning. So I think that experience of working from home and, and kind of, kind of going down that little bit of a rabbit hole, I noticed that that's when, uh, once I started kind of plugging back into people, then I noticed that that lit me up and that that was really helped emphasize that that was part of my purpose. I like that. So your rock bottom is that the, the term that they use in AA is not necessarily a rock bottom. It was just an awareness that understanding that alcohol is not serving you. Yes, yes. And I use that term a lot. It's kind of a pun intended kind of thing. But, yeah, so I didn't necessarily have a rock bottom. I just had, like you said, an awareness. Like something was really wrong. Something was really off. And, you know, at first I kind of thought, oh, it was this or that in my life that was really not feeling well or, you know, feeling like it wasn't fitting correctly. But then once I really, honestly, every time I would drink, it made me less happy. (laughs) And, you know, and and I keep going back to the fact that they say it's supposed to make you happy. and, And, but it was actually making me miserable, honestly. And so once I thought, okay, this, oh, this is what it is. Okay. I need to get this out of my life. And then I started to unpack that and and realize that that actually wasn't that easy to get rid of. Because if you drink alcohol and it's just part of your social construct of every single day, you know, every single week, you know, there's a variety of social situations where alcohol is offered. It's actually offered everywhere all the time. There's literally nothing you can go to anymore that doesn't have alcohol tied to it. So Mm -hmm. once I started to kind of examine my life and, where I was spending my time, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, alcohol is going to be at that event. Alcohol is going to be at this event. Alcohol is going to be at yoga. You know, I mean, it's literally everywhere. So I had to just kind of examine each piece of my life and figure out where to take it out and, you know, really examine the fact that it wasn't serving me. It keeps going back to that. It just was not making me happy. It was making me miserable. Great awareness. And I am glad that you said that, that it's not serving you. How many times do we feed or listen to the lie that marketing told us that it should be serving us when really it's, it's not like, you know, back in the day it was cigarettes and now it's alcohol and, and who knows it could be well, pharmaceuticals or who knows what else in the, in the future. So I love that you touched, touched on that. So what lesson have you learned by investing in other people? I think I've learned a couple of things. I've learned that number one, it lights me up. It, it, it really makes me happy to invest in other people. I've learned that it's not just me investing in them and getting, you know, them getting the benefit. I'm also getting a benefit and it goes both ways, you know, that we can help each other out. Um, and, and I think it also, when we look at the big picture, we're on this life to, 
you know, in this life, on this earth, whatever you want to call it, to um, really interact with other people and to feed off of each other and to create experiences with people. It's not things, it's not our computer, it's not our cars, it's not our houses, it's not our clothes, it's people. And if we just have people at the center of our focus, then, you know, we all are creating the experiences that we were put on this earth to create, you know? Yes, yes, yes. I love it. I'm so glad that you said that because that's exactly right. If you uh, get empowered, then you empower someone else and just empowering someone else it gives you back empowerment. So it's like this amazing, wonderful cycle. So I'm so glad that you talked about that as well. Tell me about a time when you were vulnerable with another person and that actually led you to giving you confidence. Oh, yeah. I'm actually right in the middle, what I call vulnerability anxiety. <laughs> I, so this weekend I will celebrate my two and a half year alcohol freedom day is what I call it. So the day that I decided and, and finally quit drinking uh, was June 9th, 2016. So this, this weekend is two and a half years. So from that, for whatever reason, I have decided to share my story. It's just one of those things that just kind of, I keep being propelled to towards that idea of, of as I share my story, it helps other people. And lately I've been speaking up a lot more. And I think that I, I'm not exactly sure why it's just my time to speak up about it, I think. And in doing that, you know, I'm sharing a lot of details about my story and, and that can make you very vulnerable, you know, it can make you feel very uneasy that people might judge you or they may think differently of you or they may think that there's something wrong with you or, you know, you just jump to all these conclusions of what they think. So that vulnerability anxiety is a real thing. You know, it's a very real thing. But what I, what keeps me going is every time I'm vulnerable, then somebody reaches out to me and they say, Melissa, your story really resonated with me. And I'm also feeling the same way. You know, can we have coffee? And, and, you know, I have at this point, I literally cannot count how many people have told me that they stopped drinking or they're examining their drinking because of something I said. When I, you know, when I can't count it at that point, you know, I don't have enough fingers and toes to count how many people that I know that being vulnerable is what I'm supposed to be doing. I love that. And I love that you talked about vulnerability, anxiety. There was a time in my life where I couldn't even pronounce the word vulnerable because it was like, what, that's so foreign to me because I had built up such a huge wall. And exactly like you said, when you share your story, what happens is it allows other people to share theirs. And that in itself, again, because you invested in them, it brings you back to building more confidence as well because it's kind of out of that comfort zone. Yeah, way out of the comfort zone. So great job and great awareness that it happens. And congratulations on being, what'd you call it? Alcohol free? Yes. My alcohol freedom day. Alcohol freedom for two and a half years. That's fantastic. And have you noticed that you've gotten like more clarity? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Clarity is like the number one thing. When people ask me like, what's the difference? I'm like, everything is crystal clear. You know, I never wake up with a hangover, so I always have tons of energy, but really my, my mind is so clear and I can feel everything. And sometimes that's, you know, not so comfortable, mm -hmm. right? 
but most of the time it's like, oh, I can feel everything. And so I know kind of which way to go. Like, I mean, I can actually feel pushes and pulls of, of where I'm supposed to go in my life. It's really interesting. And I can feel like, especially if I'm feeling a something holding me back, I can question that and go, okay, why? Why am I feeling this way? And I can tap into that energy and that clarity. I love that for experience of myself. I've been alcohol free for 20 years and I feel like you, the, the longer you are, the more clear you get. Yeah. And I love that you talked about the emotions. For me, it's not just the emotions, but it's also the thoughts and listening to your gut and being able to just really discern all of it together yeah. and not have to go and overthink and worry. Right. Right. Where before I think alcohol makes you worry and overthink. Oh yeah. And this, cause I'm sure there's some chemical in your brain that it hits mm-hmm. that switch to make you overthink and worry and being alcohol free just really gives you clarity. Yeah, definitely. It, it decreases that. Well, I, I know I call it rumination. I'm sure there's other, there's variations of it, but it decreases you questioning yourself. No, alcohol is a depressant and it increases anxiety. So when you're drinking it, then, you know, it's, it is changing the neurochemicals and the neural pathways in your brain. So once you take that out, then those neural pathways are rebuilt with, you know, new, stronger highways and the neurochemicals balance out. So then you are able to tap into all of those things. Nice. Nice. Well, thanks for explaining the old uh, brain chemical way of it. <laughs> I wish I could. I, I'll find out what the exact uh, chemical it is that it's affecting. I know dopamine has a, so, so dopamine and serotonin and cortisol. And oh, yeah, for stuff, sure. You know. It all have, plays into it, right? Yes. The brain is a super highway for sure. Yes. So tell me, what is it that you want to be remembered for? What would your legacy be? What would my legacy be? That's a very good question. I think being an inspiration for other people so that they can change their lives for the better. And you are. So thank you. How are you connecting to others that are different from you? So how am I connecting with other people who are different from me? I think in general, the other benefit of becoming alcohol free is it's opened up my eyes to the fact that, you know, I I am a white woman, (laughs) you know, duh, hello, you know, um, I, for whatever reason, I was kind of just living in the white woman life, you know, and so what it's helped me do is just have this awareness that we're all different and that there are things that I can do to support other people who are different than I am and, and denial or just being in my own little bubble doesn't help any. You know, so I'm trying to learn more about it, you know, learn more about racism and other issues and to actually do, you know, do something about it, to speak up when I see somebody doing something that's harmful, you know, and that that's hard sometimes because you're like, you know, I I was in an actual situation where something was extremely um, wrong was said and I immediately was able to say, no, that's wrong. You know, but before, I don't know. I don't know if it is just part of my path is to become more aware of things or if it's just the day, you know, the times now that people are starting to kind of wake up out of those, those little holes that we're, those little bubbles, I should say, that we've been living in. But it is part of my goal is to continue to, 
to be awake and to, to help other people and, and to speak up when things are not right. Good for you. And I love that you talked about being in a bubble. I think that's how we categorize ourselves and when we stay in that bubble. And that's how we look at, oh, well, we're different. I'm not like that person um, across the state line, across the railroad tracks, across the street, whatever. And the reality is underneath, we're all the same. Right. Well, and the other thing that we do a lot is we say, oh, I'm not going to pay attention to that because it doesn't affect me. Well, actually, it does. Because if we continue to let racism, for instance, perpetuate, and just because it doesn't, doesn't affect us directly, you know, in our own little bubble, well, then we're not doing our part to help other people. So that's something that, you know, we all should be awake to and, and realize that we need to help. I agree. I agree. So how can can people connect with you? What are your social media platforms? Sure, sure. So mostly on Instagram, of course, Facebook and LinkedIn. We haven't talked about Sandsbar. Right. So please, let's talk about that right now. Yeah. So I have a couple of businesses. One is Cowork Waldo. It's a co-working space in Waldo, which in in Kansas City, Missouri, which we just talked about. So we are at Cowork Waldo on Instagram and then or, of course, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Melissa Saubers, so at Melissa Saubers on Instagram. And then Sandsbar is a new initiative that I'm doing in Kansas City. The original Sandsbar was in Austin, Texas, and the founder is named Chris Marshall. And he is a visionary and a, a wonderful, creative person who um, realized that people who want to have fun. So just because you stop drinking doesn't mean that you don't want to socialize and that you don't want to have any fun. So Chris realized that, you know, there weren't many places for people to go to socialize once you stop drinking. And, and, and let me just say this also that because you may, there are kind of different, I talked about this um, before we started this um, interview is that there's a, um, alcohol use, misuse, and abuse spectrum. Mm-hmm. And there are people who can take it or leave it, and then there are other people who are dealing with it on a, a daily basis. But there are a lot of people who don't drink for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my friends was telling me she doesn't drink because she gets migraines. Another friend doesn't drink because she just doesn't like the taste of it. Another person is, like, literally allergic to it. They drink red wine and they break out in hives. Mm. You know, so there's a variety of reasons why people don't want to drink. And and some people are choosing to be sober curious or to be sober sometimes, you know, to, to go out and just not drink or only have one drink or whatever. So one of the inspirations, so Chris Marshall in Austin created Sandsbar. And it essentially is a 100% alcohol-free bar that still has live music and entertainment, authentic connections. And I saw this on Instagram, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Kansas City needs this. So I reached out to Chris, and we started talking. And so in 2019, we're launching – we've already launched Sands Bar Kansas City. Essentially, at this point, it's an event-based, booze-free bar and events, you know. Mm-hmm. So our first event will be the uh, Sands Bar Kansas City New Year's Eve Booze Free Bash. And we have got some awesome entertainment, two musicians, actually a, a duo and then another guy that are going to be playing music all night. We'll have handcrafted alcohol-free drinks. We'll have some bites. And then we'll have fun, you know, fun. Hopefully by the end of the night, everybody's dancing and having fun and mingling. And then, of course, we'll have our um, New Year's Eve countdown. And then we'll all leave and be in bed by 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, so Sandsbar is 
at Sans Bar KC on Instagram. And Sans essentially means without. So that's at Sans, S-A-N-S, B-A-R-K-C. Yeah. For on Instagram. On Instagram. Yeah. And at Melissa Sauber on Twitter. Yeah. So at Melissa Sobbers on um, Instagram and then at Melissa Sobbers Twitter. Yeah. I'm really glad that you talked about the Sands Bar, Casey, and how what you're doing essentially is bringing a bar that's already in existence in Austin, Texas, and you're bringing it here, the same concept here, but in an event base. So going forward in 2019, you're kicking off the year right, right, with a New Year's Eve party. So is there more uh, opportunities? Is there people should reach out to you if they want to collaborate with you? Yeah. Yeah, that would be wonderful. We're looking for places to host events. We've got a bunch of creative ideas. We've got a whole committee of uh, people who are working on this. So, yeah, so if you've got a place in Kansas City and you want to host an event, just reach out to me, and we'll figure out how to plan it. You know, part part of the goal of Sandsbar, Sandsbar the original in Austin, as well as Sandsbar KC, as well as uh, the original in Austin is also in 2019 going on a national tour. So they'll be popping up all over the United States. And Kansas City is a you know an affiliate, so we'll have multiple pop-up events throughout the year. But then he's also doing pop-up events all over the United States. As a matter of fact, he's doing South Sober by Southwest during uh, South by Southwest. I love will be that. A full day of events and music and you know authentic connections all sober no alcohol involved. So that'd be a really nice thing during South by Southwest. So um, for Kansas City or in general, Chris and I talk a a lot about this concept called alcohol-free accessibility. Mm -hmm. And essentially, kind of like I was talking about, some of my friends don't drink for a variety of reasons. And in general, you, you go to all these networking events or parties or, you know, bars and restaurants. And most of the time they have forgotten about people who don't drink. Literally, I've been to events where they barely have water. Mm-hmm. You know, they might have Coke or Diet Coke or water. They don't have anything creative. Right. Forget about it, you know. <laughs> so we just go to these events and it's like, oh, okay, I'll have another water. Thank you. So part of our goal is to just raise awareness that not everyone drinks for a variety of reasons. It doesn't matter why they don't drink. If they don't drink. Maybe they have to go pick up their kid from soccer that night, Mm -hmm. or maybe they want to get up early and work out the next day, you know, or maybe they're in recovery. It doesn't really matter why they don't want to drink. And we just want to raise awareness that everyone could have more creative options for people who don't drink. So do they serve mocktails? Yeah, yeah. So Sandsbar KC, Sandsbar, the original, and Sandsbar KC will serve handcrafted alcohol-free drinks. Oh, I can't wait. Sounds sounds amazing already. Yes. Yes. So what words, phrase, scriptures, or mantra are you living by right now? Well, one thing, and you'll like this one, <laughs> is I say don't let anybody dull your sparkle. Mm. You know, because... That's one thing that I concluded after I quit drinking is that alcohol was dulling my sparkle Mm -hmm. and it was taking my creative energy away. It was taking everything away. And so I don't want that to happen to anybody. So I talk a lot about don't let anyone dull your sparkle. Well, and you are sparkling today. So I appreciate you being here and we've just enjoyed our conversations. Thank you. 
So thank you for listening to the Power of Investing in People podcast. Our mission is that you be inspired to invest in yourself and the people around you. Why, you may ask? Because you are worth it. Hey, everyone. This is Trip Odenheimer, host of the Shadows podcast. Each and every one of us has a shadow. We understand that our shadows are products of our upbringing and obstacles we face. So tune in to hear our guests discuss every week how they turn their trials and tribulations into triumphs and success stories. They embrace their shadows. And that's exactly what we do here at The Shadows. We face them head on. We have a diverse group of guests ranging from athletes, military members, actors, actresses, authors, and entrepreneurs, and just regular everyday people. Head over to theshadowspodcast.com for all new episodes. Episodes drop every Thursday. Maybe saying to yourself, I don't have a story, but you're wrong. Everybody's got a story to tell. At the Shadows Podcast, proud member of the Lame and Charlie Network.